Hello and welcome to the Dogs in 3 podcast. This is Matthew Keith, and as you all know, our Diamond Dogs just won the 2021 National Championship. Those are words we didn't ever know if we'd get to say. This run and this championship was so special to so many people, and I want to do a podcast that talked to different people and gave their perspectives, their journey through the tournament and College World Series, and what this championship meant to them. Thanks for listening. We were joined tonight on Dogs and Three by Wes Gordon. Wes talks about some of his early memories from growing up in Columbus of Bulldog Sports. He also talks about meeting his wife in college and some of his other memories during that time and about how MSU sports have become a family event for the Gordon family. Joining us now on the Dogs and Three podcast is Wes Gordon. Wes, how are you, man? What's up, man? Appreciate um, you having me. Yeah, man, I appreciate your time. Um, this is it's been a lot a lot of fun for me. So so tell me a little bit about about your background, your story of becoming a bulldog fan. So uh, I'm a little bit different than than a lot of the people. My parents did not go to Mississippi State. Um, they're from Jackson, and when I was uh, in I guess I was like four. So K4, we moved to uh, Columbus. And then that's kind of when it all started. We uh, we would come over here to um, really, it started just with baseball games at first. Because um, back then, it was uh, double headers on Saturday. And so, um, you know, me and my dad, we'd, we'd load up and come over here for, for really the, the whole day. And, uh, you know, I didn't watch probably ten innings because I was always right. playing cut ball and in the, in the wall ball. You know, if you remember, underneath the uh, underneath the left field line, they had uh, the batting cages That's back right. then. And so, uh, like, there were some epic games of of cut ball yep. and wall ball over there. And so, you know, I did like most people go over there and play, and then check in every couple innings and get something to drink from your parents, and then go back. And, uh, and we did that. And then, um, you know, as, as we got older and actually, um, would sit and watch, we started coming to football games and then, um, you know, we, we came to as many baseball games as we possibly could. Uh, but my brother and I both played, so that limited it some. Um, but I guess what really like kicked it off for us was, um, we were we were ball boys for the basketball team, like in 90, 91 through ninety four, I guess, and I think I aged out at that point. And um, so we came to a ton of basketball games, yeah. and um, you know that's that's where the the love for Mississippi State started with me, and um, and you know it hadn't hadn't really gone away since. Yeah, so so for the baseball side, who are who are some of the players and teams that you you remember from early on? Oh man, so like it was like it was it was late eighty eighties, early nineties. Like I don't really remember Palmero and Clark and them. Um, you know that was that was before I I moved to or about the time that I moved to Columbus actually, and um, that wasn't really on my radar at that point. And so right. I, I mean my my favorite player. Uh, 
which is well, I think we're getting into like 91, 92, was Charlie Anderson, number 14, second base. Yep. And one day he uh, we, we were playing cup ball, and, and he came down there, and he kicked us out of the cage so he could take some swings before he went in and hit. And he ended up like getting a double or something. And he came back over after the game, and, and um, he was talking to us, and he was like, y'all are my good luck charms or something along those lines. Right. And signed all our hats and our balls and stuff like that. And uh, and so I was hooked at that point. And so, um, man, he, he was like he, – and he wasn't the greatest player, but he was incredibly nice to a bunch of, you know, eight-year-olds at that point, ten-year-olds. And so, uh, so he was hands down my favorite player. What's crazy is, is now, um, I still kind of keep up with him. I reconnected with him through a mutual friend. My, when I was a trainer, um, for, uh, the basketball team, my boss, Scotty Johnson and Charlie were really good friends. And so Charlie would come every now and then. And, uh, and I told him that story and, uh, you know, he, he appeased me and acted like he remembered and all that. But, uh, <laughs> but like, what's crazy is now we kind of still keep up on Facebook. So, Yeah, that's neat. It's, and, you know, there's those little instances that, you know, could just be a fleeting moment for these players. You just never know when you literally just became some kid's favorite player. Oh, yeah. Because I was hooked of, after that, man. Yeah. Like, it was the greatest, greatest thing in the world. Yeah. That's great. Okay, so so moving into high school, um, so obviously uh, for you and I, we played against each other in high school. So I know I know that you played high school baseball, and and that took up a good bit of your time. Um, but I imagine you still tried to come to games whenever you could. Maybe after after baseball, high school season was over. Yeah. So we would, uh, you know, we we would come on Sundays a lot. Um, cause we played practically every Saturday and then, uh, you know, baseball ended, I guess, man, like early or middle April. I mean, we only made the playoffs my, like, I think it was my sophomore and my junior year. So, um, so we didn't even, and we only played into the first round. So it wasn't like we even played deep into the playoffs. Um, but I remember, um, uh, going, you know, to the SEC tournament some, um, and then, you know, just that seemed like Duty Noble was the hottest place on, on earth about the time, you know, we actually got to, got to go, uh, went to a few regionals, um, games, but nothing like, I mean, it was not one of those things where we, where we came over on, you know, Thursday or Friday and then, uh, and stayed all weekend. It was just kind of sparingly when, when, when we had tickets. Um, but you know, that's when, uh, you know, I really started appreciating SEC baseball and the talent level, uh, you know, that, that, that we were watching, it was incredible. Um, you know, obviously every kid wanted to play for Mississippi state and it was evident real early that, there was a huge gap between what I was doing and what those guys were doing on the field. Um, and I was in all and, uh, baseball's always, it's been my favorite sport, favorite sport to watch, to play. I mean, the, everything about it. And, um, and you know, it was th- those late nineties teams were, they were incredible. 
Yeah, they were they were good. I, that I hot bat, man. That like uh, back then of the gorilla ball. I mean, it was so much fun. It was, it was so much fun. And that was one of the things that always struck me, you know, whether it was going to camps or, you know, the chances that you did get to be kind of close to those guys, especially in the late 90s, how freaking big they were. Oh. I mean, those guys were enormous. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember, uh, you know, and, and Brooks Bryant was not even like a – he was not a tall person by any means. Right. But he was like a walking center block. And I right. remember uh, we were – I was watching – Oh, I cannot remember. I guess it was a, it was like a Monday game, maybe, of a regional. And I got there early, and they were taking batting practice. And he hit a ball that, I mean, I, I couldn't even see it. And, you know, that's back – I think we were swinging Z-lines back then. If you remember, there's a drop five. Right. And, man, those bats, like the sound off of them, it's, it's amazing somebody didn't get killed. But, however, I mean, as 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 – an offensive, um, you know, loving to to watch runs being put on the board like that was that was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, it's definitely it's great for fan engagement and fan experience. That's that's for sure. So, tell me, Wes did did you ever have any considerations for trying to go play play ball anywhere else, or even just go to school anywhere else, or was it? Was yeah, it I was going to go to uh, actually. Like I thought, I was headed to Millsaps to go play for Coach Page. My um, my high school coach and Coach Page were college roommates, and he played at Millsaps, and and um, and so I thought I was heading there, and I actually went to uh, to an orientation. Me and I had a, another guy from Columbus. We were going to room together, and it was. It was not uh, just not for me. I remember like right. pulling up, and the second I stepped out of, out of the car, it was like, "No, nah, I, I I can't do this." Right. And uh, I'm, I I decided, you know what? And I, I I I'm not going here. And I came home, talked to my parents, and I remember like my dad saying, "Well, I mean, you know, it's a lot of money." for you to try to play baseball like you're probably not going to make it to the pros i mean you there's a there's a chance you might not even play on this d3 team uh so you know if you don't if you have any doubts we're not going to get into this and we didn't and that was it yeah um okay so so let's talk through your college experience a little bit you you talked about um being a trainer earlier so talk about that a little bit and then maybe some of just the the sports memories um as a fan that you have as well that stick out oh yeah so um in college i thought i was going to be an athletic trainer or physical therapist and i worked i was a trainer for the football team in 01 and then basketball in 02 and um and that was i mean it was a ton of fun uh Football, if you remember that year, was it was rough. Nine eleven happened. That was so. That was super weird um, because we played a game. I think we went twenty one days without playing another game. However, we were the first game at post nine eleven. It was That's crazy right. because uh, it was a Thursday night against South Carolina, and um, man, we would like when we would run back to the to the locker room to get boxes of tape or ice or more Gatorade or whatever it was, man, we had to stop and they, they like would frick, not frisk you, but like wave a wand over you. 
like to get wow. in. It was, I mean, it was just the, the strangest thing. Um, and, but however, like that game was, I mean, it was really neat. All the players before the game held the flag on the field. And so it, it was, it was pretty cool, but that season, uh, was pretty brutal. I think we had like five losses by less than three points, something like that. I can't, I can't yeah. remember, but, but we lost that night, South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, we lost at Auburn on the last second field goal. Um, we lost to – that was the year that uh, that we played Troy at homecoming and it flooded the field and they evacuated the stadium and we ended up getting beat. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. That was, I, I, that, that, was that was the that. beginning of the end. Yeah, if, as I recall, you know, so we had just had all that success with all those JUCO guys, uh, Smoot and that whole crew, Kelvin Love. Yeah. Um, and so Jackie went back to the Juco well again, and that second group just didn't did really not pan, pan out. out at all. And yeah, you're right. That was that was the beginning of a nice little drought for for Bulldog football. I will say um, this though, my favorite uh, my favorite Bulldog football player. Um, at, I mean, even he's he's up there with Dak in my opinion. Was on that team, Mario Hagan. I mean, he was that he was a stud, the epitome of of Mississippi State football. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that that was a tough JUCO class, and that was a lot of talent. They just didn't they didn't jail. They didn't play well together, and uh, you know we had some injuries. Wayne got hurt. Uh, Fant didn't play terrible, but our offensive line was suspect. Um, didn't have a great running back. And it was just it was just a bad year, comedy errors. But the next year I worked basketball, and that was um, probably the funnest thing I did in college. Like that group of guys, that was Zimmerman and Bowers, Ontario Harper, um, Wesley Morgan, um, Ignerski. Like that, they were not only were they they good on the on the on the court, but they were I mean they were just fun to be around. Good group of guys. I still keep up with with a lot of them right today. Yeah, it's it's funny as you said each of those names. I, I heard R.I.P. Hank Flick announce each one of them. <laughs> yeah, that was back um, back when when Flick did the did the announcing back when yeah. it was great at the hump and it, in its heyday. That's However, right. that year I don't know if you remember we opened up the year. I think we might have lost to Louisiana Lafayette. Some kid. They they had a they had a white guy that I think he scored thirty three against us. He had eleven threes. Oh, nice! Somebody always had a career night that year. Same, but we ended up winning the West, and so that was a that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Oh, Brandon Vincent was on that team. That was his first year, and oh, so yeah. he was he could have played middle linebacker for us. That guy, he was tough. he was awesome. Yeah. So so I'm sure that gave you a good little glimpse into you know. Obviously, the athletes are there busting their tails, but, I mean, you are too. Um, just kind of all the hard work that goes on for the players and behind the scenes just to just to make college athletics happen. I'm sure it gave you a little bit of an appreciation. Yeah, I mean, you know, those first off, they're incredible athletes, but the discipline that they had, um, you know, they can't, they, they can't stay at the fraternity house all night long, you know, just – 
staying up playing PlayStation. I mean, they got 5 a.m. weights, and they got class, and they got study hall, and they got individuals, and they got film session, and they got it, – it's just – it's so regimented and um, and almost not fierce. It is not a college experience if you're an athlete. Uh, yeah. Now, with that being said, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of positive things come from that. But, um, you know, those guys, you, you can't you can't first off, you can't be in the SEC and not be disciplined um, and you dang sure can't be good and uh, and not have discipline. And and it was it was a, it was really a thing of beauty to watch. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about some of the other sometimes when you were just able to go to some games as a fan. Talk about some of your memories from from college. So uh, my like uh, my whole freshman year. So I mean that was we you know we started off in Florida at home. I mean that was awesome. Yeah. And then like two weeks later we had Auburn at home. And I remember Florida, it was so hot. And then Auburn, I think. I mean I I think I remember it, like a cold front came in, and uh, it was overcast. And I mean just it was. Anyway, we ended up winning. So that that whole year was so much fun. And then we we ended up going to the uh, Snow Bowl. However, um, we were we did not go to the Snow Bowl because we were we had cross week for Sigma Chi right oh, before yeah. initiation. So um, we were not there. But that was um, you know that was a fun year. Uh, and then our you know we're going to all the football games my senior year, but we just. We sucked. We right. weren't any good. Um, so that was kind of a, a downer. But you know, I mean, the I, the my favorites were weekends at the dude, going out in left field, hanging out. Um, you know, all all night Friday, getting up Saturday, and then and then doing it again on Sunday. Uh, you know, we we hosted regionals, I guess, after my sophomore year. Was that was that North Carolina, Missouri? Um, or was that my freshman year? I can't remember. They all kind of run together. Yeah, but that so was—I I mean, that was yeah, a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, we—I uh, went to the SEC tournament three straight years and stayed in an RV over there, and and so um, you know, the spring revolved around baseball. And I tell yeah. you, some of the, some of the funnest games I went to was when it was empty on like a Tuesday night. You know, right. you're just out there watching the crowd. Yeah. There, there's not a lot of people. You can hear the players talking. Um, so that, you know, that was awesome. Yeah. All right. And remind me, what what year did you and Megan start dating? Uh, at the like at end of freshman, beginning of sophomore, something like that. Okay. And then she – did she cheer all yeah, four she years? Yeah, so cared? she cheered her freshman – sophomore and junior year and then she did not cheer her senior year gotcha and she's she's a pretty avid sports fan yeah she i would say she knows um as much or more than um than most (laughs) most most people in starville um i'm not gonna say as, as much as my friends but as you know as much as any of the people that i work with right now i'll tell you that yeah, and it's kind of bled over to my kids. Like they know they they know more about Mississippi State athletics than than most people too. I don't know whether that's good or bad. <laughs> um, 
So, so after college, um, you guys get married, and then where? Where's your first stop? Yeah, uh, so college? we we make a stop. I, so this is all right. I I mentioned earlier. I thought I wanted to be a PT. Well, that didn't work out because that you know that whole um, freshman sophomore thing, uh, fraternity, and and all that that didn't go too well. So uh, I transitioned, and at that point, I thought I wanted to be an athletic director. So we both uh, ended up with jobs after grad school at the University of West Alabama. And um, I was assistant athletic director for, I, I guess it was, it was probably about two and a half years. And, um, and so that was interesting as well as seeing the, the other side of it, the administrative side of, of athletics and how now – it's a D2 school, low budget. And I mean, I said like, you know, I had a, a really cool title assistant athletic director and I probably, people probably think, oh, that's great. However, this was like a normal, like a, like a normal day. If we had a football game, get up, go to the office, uh, get all the wristbands and all the tickets and everything and disperse them. Um, make sure that all the, the Cokes were in the cooler and that popcorn was ready to be popped. And then we had to make sure that the officials had food and drinks and then uh, the player pass list. And, you know, something was always wrong at the stadium with electricity. So you had to fix that. And then you had donors rolling in. So it was not like, I mean, it, it, it was nothing like, like not glorious. Think. No, not at all. Yeah. And, and at that point, that's like after the second year of, of being in that, I was like, man, I, I can't do this and be, you know, if I want to have a family, um, I might, you know, be stuck in division two, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, there, there's, it's not as glorious as, as say Greg Byrne or John Cohen or something like that. I mean, it, it's right. not, it, it, it's, it's not great. It's not yeah. a great life. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. It is for some people. Right. So, so after, after two years, you guys moved, then. So, so we, I stayed at UWA, but I moved over uh, and started working for their foundation. So through the through athletics and the Tiger Club is when I kind of got my feet wet with fundraising, and I really liked the fundraising. And so, um, a guy, uh, I was talking to him one night, and he's like, "You know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna hire some fundraisers. Have you ever thought about uh, about doing that full time?" And then one thing led to another, and I started doing that. And um, and so, I guess worked for the UWA Foundation for for another three years, four years, something like that, and then uh, came back in 2010 um, and started working for the MSU Foundation. Okay, so so at that point, uh, you had one child, right? Uh, so we were actually in the hospital having Murphy when when they offered me the job. Gotcha. So I guess technically, I guess technically, when I started, we had two children, gotcha. and then we moved to Starville, and then we adopted Max, and then we, uh, I guess, a year and a half, two years later, we adopted Mamie, and uh, so yeah, now I have four little bulldogs. They're okay. not little anymore, but yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's the theme. That's where, that's where this conversation's headed. So yeah. you, you talked about your, your background in sports and Megan is a fanatic as well. So, you know, finally you guys get back to Startville, your family grows, 
and now you got just a household full of bulldogs. Oh yeah, and, and so, I mean, and, and it, it it our our fun revolves around football, basketball, not as much, but we still go. And then baseball, like we spend the whole weekend. That's that's like my kids' favorite thing to do is go out to left field. And they're old enough now where they can kind of go walk around, go play, go to the wall and play wall ball, and come back and and check in and 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 we eat. But um, but it was ingrained in them early. So we uh, we had not um, brought Max home yet, and, and we had so we had two, and that's when that's when we went to you played UCLA in the national championship. So I took my, I guess, probably four and two year old at that point, three and one, four and two, something like that. We drove to Omaha and went and wow. uh, drug them all over the place to both games. And we get, and I'll never forget it. I didn't know whether, whether to be proud or, or cry with them. But when we got beat, Megan was holding one kid and I was holding the other and they were sobbing on our shoulders. And I was thinking, Man, what have I done to y'all? Like you just said, send you up for a life of disappointment. That's right. And, I mean, they were so they didn't even know what they were crying about, other than the fact that we lost. But right, that's when I knew, like, uh, it was real. At that yeah. point, <laughs> we had so, done our job. <laughs> that's right. You br- officially brainwashed them. Yep. So, um, so y'all just went to the championship series. Yes, but in thirteen or this year, yeah, or both. Well, both times we did. That's right. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, talk a little bit more about just like say a, you know, I know it doesn't have to be an SEC weekend, but an S, you know, say an SEC weekend where you don't have, you know, any sports for your kids, and I know that's sometimes rare. What what does that weekend look like for? For your family. I mean, we're actually really fortunate. So here in Starville, like we don't, the the parks and rec, um, we don't really play ball um, on Saturdays. And so, so like we don't have soccer or anything on Saturdays of home football games. So, I mean, we're getting up, eating breakfast, watching, um, you know, game day. And then by lunch, we're out there. We stay out there all day. And yeah. then, and then, like on on bait. So I have one one of my um, kids plays travel ball. So, uh, but it's not it's not every weekend. And so, like on, I mean, for instance, we'll go out there Friday afternoon about four thirty or five, and um, you know we will start cooking and then go to the game, watch the fireworks on Friday night, come home, whole family, get up. right? Yeah, oh yeah, all yeah, all six of us. Yeah. Um and and I mean they get out of school, they're ready to go. Right. And uh then we get up, you know, do whatever we have to do Saturday morning, we're back out there by lunch. Um and then, you know, Sundays we're normally maybe not all of us, but some portion of us go back out there on Sundays. Uh right. and they love it. They they you know, they're disappointed if we don't go. Yeah. Um and so it's it's I mean, it's great. You grew up out there. You know how it is. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure there are some games. Uh, look, as much as they love it, they're still kids. I'm sure there are some games where at least part of them get back and say, "Did we win?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I, but half of them do that. <laughs> you know, they go and they they got friends at the wall and they're playing wall ball with a tennis ball, and and 
you know, they when they check in in the in the third and the fifth and the seventh, and then you're walking out and they're like, "Hell, what's the score again?" Right. right. You know, but it, yeah. But that's fine. That's I mean, that's what yeah, it's that's, about. They're, no, they're, that's that's one of the great things about that. Everybody place, goes man. for something different, but everybody yep. leaves happy. You know, yep. that's right. So, so talk a little bit. Let's go ahead and and fast forward all the way to the World Series. So, yeah, I'm I'm imagining because um, I know you guys were at at most of the, if not all of the regional and super regional games. I mean, yeah, when, some portion when, of them we were. Yeah, so when these games are on TV and you're not there, I'm I'm imagining it to be a family event. Is that oh, pretty yeah. accurate? Oh yeah, everything like it's 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 you wake up, you know, we figure out what we're gonna cook. We love to cook, um, and then you know we're sitting down watching on the edge of our seat, you know, because it's not as you know the the longer that you play, um, the the more nervous everybody gets, and it's to the point where it's like. Where were you sitting last game? What did you have on? Well, we right. got to eat the same thing. And um, and so, you know, so we came back and uh, I, the turning point for me was was in that Virginia game. I mean, that guy threw – that was incredible. And I just kept thinking, if we can just get him out of here, if we can just get him out of here and get to somebody else. And everybody made a big deal about that closer. And I was thinking, I'll take my chances with this closer because this starter – yeah, I mean he's shoving. He can't be. He can't be better than the star. No, that, that, that's right. And so, and we won. And I remember laying in bed, and I did the so in eighteen and nineteen both. I bought tickets early, and I feel like I jinxed us. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm laying in bed that night, and I'm struggling. Like, do I buy tickets? Do I not buy tickets? I'm out for the championship. Yes, right? for the championship series. And so. um Anyway, I wake up the next morning and I'm sitting there drinking my coffee and I was like, I'm buying them. So I bought tickets to game one and two Wednesday morning. All right. So fast forward, we get beat on Friday and then we're sitting there Saturday and everybody is just like ill at my house because they're, everybody's just so nervous. Like we can't even talk to each other. Yeah. And uh, and they you know, they know that if we win, y'all are all. Oh, going. we're going, no doubt about yeah. it. Like, yeah. like, but, but, it, but it, it was it was so superstitious. Like, we wouldn't even let them pack until we won, <laughs> right? Like, we were right. not gonna jinx this thing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we win, and I immediately like everybody's jumping up and down, and I immediately got my, I had I had my my. Uh, Hilton stuff pulled up. And so, I mean, well, I was waiting to go. Got my room. And then I went and packed and went to bed. And Megan packed the rest of the kids. And, um, you know, I knew we were leaving early. and But when I woke up at like 2, and then I woke up at like 2.30, and I was just laying there, you know, at 2.50, and I was thinking about this drive. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to think about it, we're going to go. So I got up, took a shower, loaded everything up, woke everybody up, got, went to, you know, made sure they went to the bathroom, fixed a huge thermos of coffee, and we started driving. And, man, like, well, we crossed the Mississippi River, and the sun had barely come up. Oh, well. Yeah. And so, man, but my kids slept till like, Cape Girardeau, I think. Oh wow! And that was awesome. And so, uh, 
we stopped and got breakfast and we stopped in Kansas city and got lunch and we came on in and I actually did some work that night. I took some donors to dinner at the Drover and then, uh, got up Monday and had some work to do because our fiscal year in with MSU foundation is June the 30th. And so, you know, it's crunch time. We're still trying to like close gifts, finish everything out. So I worked on Monday and didn't really get to enjoy the day. And, um, it's like, hurry, hurry, hurry. I finally get done with work and then we get caught in a rainstorm. Um, with my family, we're stuck underneath the Oakley sunglasses tent for like an hour. Then the sun comes out, it gets hot. Then we get our brains beat in. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? And, uh, but what was crazy is Matthew is, is like, I was so nervous because I thought we were going to win the whole time. Right. Even though we got beat, like I I was like, we're going to like, we're going to win. And and that was like a weird feeling for me. And that made me even more nervous than than normal. Yeah. That's understandable. What what are your, what are your kids thinking as, as it's seven to one after the first inning or, well, okay, so you know they watch all the all the like post game stuff, and and they they have been watching, uh, you know, after after Notre Dame we get beat nine to one, and you know Rowdy and Tanner get up there and they keep keep saying flush it, flush it, and that's all like the my boys were saying like, you know it's fine, we got light like we got lighter out of the way, we will just flush it, we'll be good, it. we'll be I good, we'll be good, yeah. and so. Um, <clears throat> And we were. That's what was crazy about it. Because after that first inning, we pretty much, I mean, beat the brakes off of Vanderbilt. Yeah, you're right. So, so Tuesday, were you able to oh, yeah. enjoy so some, Tuesday, more, some more family time? Yeah. So we, uh, I mean, we, you know, we got up and went to the zoo, and um, it was like we kind of we kind of hung out with um, John Paul and his family most of the time. And then like Bennett and, and Brad and them were at the zoo too. We didn't go with them, but they were there at the same time. So we did the zoo thing and then we came back and, uh, our family, John Paul's family, we went and ate the downtown and, uh, you know, just kind of got ready for the game and, and got our mind right. And then went, went in and then it was a rain delay. Yeah. So you're sitting there for like two hours in, or I went to, I guess it was like an hour or so. And, uh, you know, then, then it just, it just clicks. And, and I mean, we're, we're winning, you know, and then, then it set, starts setting in like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do for tickets for, for Wednesday? Oh yeah. And you don't just need two or three. No, uh, gotta buy six. Yeah. And so like the anxiety, start setting in with me and i'm like oh my gosh man what are like what's my limit right right because i i got and i hated to complain because i got 38 or 45 dollar tickets for game one and two nice so i'm not like paying i hadn't paid the money that everybody else has and uh so so anyway all right we win and we're pumped and everybody starts you know dogs in three and we haul tail back to the hotel all right. And I get in line and in line to get another night. Right. And so it's about 40 deep. And and that, that stupid app, Ticketmaster kept saying like 12, 10 PM, 12, 10 PM. It'll go on sale. 
So I had given up and I was like, well, we'll figure it out in the morning. Somehow we'll get tickets or, uh, or, or we won't. We'll just watch it somewhere in, in Omaha. Yeah. And so I'm on the phone with Kevin Randall and, um, who's also in, in Omaha and this guy at the end of the line yells, the tickets are up. I didn't even tell Kevin <laughs> bye. I hung up on him. I pulled my app back up and I tried, I click on the first set of tickets and there's like, you know, these are already been selected. And so I scrolled all the way down to the bottom to the last $38 ticket that I saw and I bought it and it, and it worked. I got six of them. Oh, wow. And then I start, started trying to buy like other people's tickets because I knew everybody was going to be looking. Yeah. And so, and it wouldn't let me, it kept just spinning, spinning, spinning and, get up there, get my room for the next night. <clears throat> Never been so happy in my life. Now I'm feeling good about life. And I come in and I like, my kids are like getting ready for bed. And I yell, like, I was like, we got tickets. And, and my, my wife, Megan, she, she's like, well, where are we sitting? And I was like, I have no idea, but we got <laughs> tickets. Like it didn't matter. Like we were in. Yeah. And so, uh, and then we ended up sitting in the outfield and, uh, you know, Wednesday was a ball of nerves, like, it, it, but it was fun because all of like most of my pledge class and a bunch of, a bunch of us had our kids there. So we were hanging out, our kids were hanging out, like it was Brad's kids, JP's kids, Bennett's kids. And so, um, you know, it was like they could entertain themselves and we could still hang out. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Oh man, it was, it was, it was the greatest. And so we hung out right up until at the Blatt until the game started. And then we all went to uh, the Hilton, which was absolutely insane after the game. Hold Uh, on. You can't, you can't jump that far ahead. Okay. My bad. My bad. (laughs) Uh, Because I mean, you know, this, this whole thing is your, your family's into it. It's, it's a, it's a family experience just for a regular old weekend. So now this is a family experience to see the Bulldogs win the national championship. So just talk a little bit about that seventh, eighth, ninth inning and, you know, when it's over, what it's like just kind of being there with your family for it. I almost, Matthew, I almost don't remember it. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was like so surreal, um, because like like up until the seventh, I kept I kept thinking about that Notre Dame game where we were up big and then we gave up eight, you know, um, yeah. a grand slam late and they cut it to like three or something. I can't, I don't remember the exact score, but so I didn't feel feel confident until Kellen Clark's uh, yeah. home run, and then it was just like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. A really kind of a quick funny story on that, so some some friends of ours had their kids in Starville. Kellen Clark hits the home run and they're kind of sitting down in front of us and she's videoing her family. Well like two days later we get I, I get a message and was like, hey, go to so and so's Facebook page and look at when um her video and look over her kids right shoulder. And it's me and I'm like high stepping down the aisle. <laughs> 
and I pick up Megan like and hold her over my head when Kellen Clark hits that home run, and, and like I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Like it was like I just blacked out. Blackout um, moment. That's oh awesome. yeah, and then it was insane. Like I didn't see the dog pile either because I was like I was hugging Max and Murphy and Megan and Marys and and Mamie. Um, and then I like turned around. I, like it hit me. I was like, okay, you got to watch this. Like this is. I mean, this might not happen again, you know? Right, um, right. But it was, man, it was so much fun. Um, I'm glad I went, but I'm, I'm more glad that my kids were there and that I got to experience with them. And, yeah. and and that they got to take in, like, the whole weekend, you know? I mean, because right. it was just – it. we got done, and they, they kept saying, like, you know, this is the best trip I've ever been on, trip of a lifetime, best trip we've been on. Yeah. And it really – and it was. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, you can go back to the Hilton now. Okay, so yeah, so we get to the Hilton, and uh, I put my youngest on my shoulders. Megan gives her phone to another child, and we told them, like, don't leave, you know, like, stay inside the Hilton, but it was just pandemonium. And so, like, my kids weaseled their way up the stairs to like where the players are going and they take pictures. I think they probably got pictures with every single player. And so, um, you know, when the, when the team comes through, we're high-fiving the team and, and they're touching the trophy and maroon and white and Dak walks in and it's crazy and Papal bonds on the bar. And it was just like, I mean, it was the funnest two hours of the whole trip. Right. Cause it's over. You know, it's just nothing but fun. There's no anxiety. And so uh, we hang out there till I don't know what time. But um, so the next day we stop and eat lunch on the way back. And I'm looking through all these pictures. And Max had um, Megan's phone. And he's got a picture. I can't remember. I think it's like him and Riley self. And all the, it's, it's him and Riley and Coach Polk's kind of in the background I think, and a bunch of players. And then there's a table full of boxes. And I asked Max, I said, I, I said, Hey man, I said, where did you take this picture? And he's like, Oh, upstairs. And I was like, where's everybody else? And he's like, well, they, they told me I had to leave after I took the picture. And I said, where were you? And he's like, I, I don't really know. Um, and, and it was, it was the ballroom upstairs where the, where the players, got their like their their post-game box lunch max had walked in there and was taking <laughs> pictures and and we didn't even know it and so yeah, it was that great. that was pretty funny yeah that's great oh man well um that's that's awesome i'm 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 jealous that you got to experience it with your with your whole family um it was it was great to be there and glad i was able to do it with some buddies but um uh, I just hope that one day I can I can go back and take my family and experience the whole thing as well. Well, you know, I mean, I, I remember like being little and going over there, and you know, when you win, just like twenty five years of thoughts are just running through your head. And then, you know, I remember when we couldn't go listening to Jim on the radio mm-hmm. um, in the yard with my dad, and so like. You know, when we got there and, and the whole family's there and they're enjoying it to see them having fun. 
um, you know, win or lose was awesome. But then you win on top of that. And, and our kids are spoiled, Matthew. Like, think about it. I mean, I I have a 13, 11, 9, 7. Like, all they know of is Dak Ford. Right. Like, all we've done is win. It's crazy because, I mean, back right after we got beat by Tennessee um, in the SEC tournament, which was a complete blunder, um, they, they were like, well, it's fine. You know, we, we still have regionals in the World Series. And I'm saying, I'm like, man, y'all, y'all don't get it. That's not yeah. like how this thing works. works. No. Yeah. But, yeah. but in their mind, it does because that's all they know. Yeah, absolutely. Bowl games, you know, every year that they can remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, how about the SEC tournament? Who would have thought? Yeah, that's. They, they played what, about as poorly as they could have. The SEC tournament didn't bother me. It was Missouri weekend that I was like, oh, we're done. Right. Yeah. They, we're done. You know, that's the thing. You you know, even like go back to 18, right? So, 18, they started terribly. But yeah. they got hot and just kept the momentum going. You know, that's the thing is you just want to feel like you're playing your best at the end of the year. And when you put together Missouri and SEC tournament over the course of – you know, what was that, like three weekends, maybe yeah. four? Yeah. That's, that's not what you're looking for. So Not going in the postseason. No, absolutely not. But, you know, one thing that that has been talked about, you know, from, from everybody um, that I've talked to has just been postseason at the new dude. It's, uh, it's tough. That's why man. that place was built, man. That's it. That's it. That's tough. Well, Wes, I uh, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you telling your story and uh, and enjoyed hearing about it. And hopefully, we get to tell another story sometime soon. I hope so. I hope I hope this is the first of many. I appreciate you uh, you having me on. Yeah, it's been fun. All right, Wes, I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, bud. Bye. The Dogs and Three podcast is sponsored by Commercial Stationery Company in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. They've been in the office supply and printing business for 50 years and would enjoy providing you and your company with all of your office and printing needs. Hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for listening.